Hey everyone, this is Sophie Condro, and I'm hanging out with six-toed cats at the Hemingway House in the Florida Keys, and you're listening to the Phil and Reese Podcast. So is there any hope, Aaron, for Frodo and Sam? There never was a whole lot of hope. Just a fool's hope? Just a fool's hope. Just a fool's hope. I couldn't hope. remember the line. <laughs> I'm not a real fan. <laughs> You're not a real I saw did you watch the Lord of the Rings reunion thing that I sent you? No, no, I didn't get a chance to. Um because really? yeah, I've been You need preparing. to check it out so I won't spoil anything except the <clears throat> one thing. I don't know if this just makes me a super nerd or maybe I just have a really good memory, but there were a couple times that one thing that Josh Gad had them all doing um, was rereading like scenes from the movie, mm-hmm. you know, like he was having, he had Sean Bean reread, you know, one does not simply walk into Mordor, you know, and like just some of these more iconic yeah. lines, like from the yeah. movie. Well, like there were a couple that they asked people to reread and they read them or they recited them. And I was like, that's not right. That's not how it was, it was in the movie. <laughs> like even if, even if it was just them missing, like just one word or something there, like uh, Orlando Bloom and uh, John uh, uh, Gimli. Uh, what's that? Oh, name? John Reese Davis. Reese Davis, yeah. Um, they redid their, you know, what's happening out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find you a box? But, like, he left out the, I don't know why, like, he left out the you. Would you like me to find a box? <laughs> and, like, that just stuck out to me like a sore thumb. And I was like, is that my fault for watching Two Towers way too many times <laughs> in my life that I, I caught that? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, probably a little bit. <laughs> Well, I hope there is hope. <laughs> I hope so too. It's well, a dismal, dark times these days. It's kind of just—it's just annoying. It's just exhausting. Yeah, that's a good word to use. Um, do you watch uh, Patriot Act ever on Netflix? No, no, I've I've seen like the ads for it and stuff, but very good. Hassan—I always forget to pronounce his last name. Uh, Hassan Mina. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I always forget how to pronounce his last name. But anyway, he's the host. And there was an episode, this is a couple months ago now, where basically he talked about everyone having um, uh, fatigue over different social issues. Mm-hmm. He had a fancy term for it. I'm, I'm blanking on what it was. But essentially he was saying, we're all getting so tired because there's so many things that you're told you need to care about, you know, you mm-hmm. care about this issue and this issue, this issue, this one, this one, and this one. And he basically said, we need to get our, give ourselves permission to just pick a few, pick three <laughs> or four issues that you are going to be very passionate about and you're going to be engaged with and you're going to be involved in. And then, you know, everything else just 
let let the other, other people other, decide other, that. other people are gonna be <laughs> other people are gonna be be taking care of you know so someone comes over oh did you see what happened with the the the, the protests and the rallies in in baghdad the other day no no i i, I didn't and i'm not going to <laughs> like, i'm worried <laughs> about these four other things so i'm sorry but yeah i'm over here yes that's kind of how i feel right now is like <clears throat> i feel like we need to carp- carp- compartmental i can't compartmentalize thank you thank you yes yeah no i agree there's you know there's a lot of stuff going on right now a lot of people are stressed out i certainly am but uh you know so what's got you stressed these days phil our thousands of listeners thousands hundreds of thousands hundreds of that maybe millions by the time this one posts who knows this could be our big break i'm hoping that by this day tomorrow by this day by this t- not not with mistakes like that this time tomorrow <laughs> we'll probably be called like to the white house or maybe to testify before congress i'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna go to the you- white house yeah that's fine no. i don't really want to go either I yeah would, that's why i changed it to maybe congress yeah i'd go to I could congress do con- yeah i could I go to congress, congress. Yeah. i'm not big on you know the senate right now but yeah yeah the history passionate nerd inside of me would just melt oh i i, I'm, I believe it i believe yeah. it Maybe they'll call us there and ask us how we've inspired everyone. Yeah, yeah. No, I think apathy Okay. is the number one thing that is causing me stress right now. Where, okay, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to quote something for you and I want you to finish. Please do. Hope I'm not putting you on the spot. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) There is a, there's this famous conversation that took place about 2,000 years ago. Most people are familiar with it. And it goes like this. One man said, I am on the side of truth. And everyone who is on the side of truth listens to me. And how did the other person respond, Aaron? Uh, good question. You, know? you really put me on the spot. I did there. put you on the spot? Okay. <laughs> That's probably unfair. I wasn't... I wasn't uh, I, I tried to be too. I tried to be too vague. Uh, the answer is a uh, pilot. Pontius Pilate replied to Jesus was the one who said that, and Pilate replied, uh, "What is truth?" And then he walked away. Ooh. And yeah, which like when I first read that when I was younger, I always thought he was actually asking, "What is truth?" But now that I'm older, I realize, oh, he was kind of asking that in a mocking way. <laughs> What's what is actually true? What is actually truth? And that is a sickness I think that's going around right now is everyone just decides what's true mm-hmm. and what's not and avoids empirical evidence of, of something. Yeah. Like we can talk about COVID masks. Okay. Like people not wearing masks. Like. Why, why would you not wear a mask? Why would you not wear a mask? Yeah. Like there's empirical evidence now that shows it works. Oh yeah. I think I think it was on not, not Bloomberg, maybe the Washington Post that was showing data that was like if you're wearing a mask, it's like a one to three percent chance that you'll contract the virus or spread it. And if you don't yeah. wear a mask, it jumps up to seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's... which those of you who failed can... math class, like <laughs> that's that's called significant statistical yeah. like data. Yeah, that's yeah. You'd have to run some uh, some statistical tests on it, but I can tell you right now, 
that it's it's significant. <laughs> that's 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 a lot. You know, <laughs> if it, you said, well, we were we were about one to three percent off. Like, oh, I guess that's not so bad. We were seventeen percent off. Oh, that's that's, that's a, a pretty lot. big deal. Yeah, yeah. So. On the note of statistical significance, Philip. Thank you. That's the yeah. That's the term. Yeah. I was looking for. Statistical significance uh, is point zero zero one zero five percent of the population a significant amount of population. Um, it depends on the <laughs> the population of the population. Okay. okay. Because yeah, go ahead. So, so of the United States population, what? Uh, what is point zero zero one zero five percent of the population? Um, it's roughly three thousand people. Roughly three thousand people. Yes. Uh, and you know how many people died on nine eleven? Roughly about three thousand people. Roughly three thousand people. So, just because something isn't statistically significant doesn't mean it's not significant. Right. And I get. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which, for for clarification, just so we we prove that we've done our homework, that's point zero zero one zero five percent of two thousand one's population. That was two hundred eighty five million, give or that's take. True. I bring this up because Philip and I were talking about this earlier. Yeah. So this and wasn't it, like I just I don't just know this off the top of my head. <laughs> right, and it's just like okay, I feel like people are just very. And I go back to apathetic. I feel like people are just so apathetic about numbers right now and data, mm-hmm. and even just just apathetic about their fellow man. Because I, I feel like if you just went down the street and said, "Hey, um, if I told you that opening the country back up was going to cost us, let's just say, point zero six, point zero six percent of the population to die would you take that deal and i feel like most people would say yeah yeah that's 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 zero six point zero six that's insignificant that's not until then you point out well by the way by the way point zero six would be about two hundred thousand people yeah you know like if if uh if lebron james came up to you and said I would like to give you 0.03% of my money every year for the rest of my life. Like, would you be excited about that? I mean, I would. You should be because you're probably going to make a few hundred thousand dollars. Like, (laughs) yeah. Just because, you know, he has so much money. He has so much money. And I say all this knowing that, you know, I did not do well in math class. But I understand exponential growth and basic percentages. Yeah. Which most people, I think, just don't, don't pay attention. Or people have just maybe been numb, have just become numb to, to numbers, like to the, to the vast just amount of um, percentages and things like mm-hmm. that. I know yeah. I'm, kind of ra- I'm kind of rambling and bumbling over my words, but <laughs> it's all right. That can yeah, just be no, a sign I, of I, how upset I am. I agree with you. You know, I see a lot of people on social media. This is specific to coronavirus. Um, you know, they're saying like, oh, the mortality rate is like only 0.1% or, you know, whatever statistic they're quoting. And it's like, yeah, the fact that there's a mortality rate 
should be a big deal. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like you, what, what is it? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say it. I, I had a thought, but I'm not going to say it cause it might be wrong. Um, but yeah, it, that just because the mortality rate is low doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be concerned about it because think about the odds that you are murdered by a serial killer tonight. It's not, you not know, that it's yeah, it's really it's you know, you have a better chance of dying from COVID than getting murdered by a serial killer tonight, probably. Oh, man, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but hope does that mean that if you're, door. you know, walking down the street and you see some guy coming at you with a knife or whatever, does that mean that you're just gonna say, Oh, well, statistically speaking, I should you know, I should be fine because it's really, there's a really low percent chance that I'll die from a serial killer. Right. The serial killer is right in front of you, my friend. Like, you're, like there's okay, a good chance. This, yeah. This is, like, that might happen Yeah. Um, let's do some quick math really quick. You got a calculator handy? I can pull one up here on okay. my computadora. Let's see. Okay. Um, All right, what do you got for me? Why don't you do what percent? So the total U.S. population right now is about 330 million. Okay. What percent of that is, let's say, roughly 37,000? 37,000 of 330 million. 330 million. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that is a very low percent. <laughs> uh, it is one point one two one times ten to the negative four, <laughs> which is roughly equal to point zero one percent. That that's that wasn't the first number I gave was just the fraction. I didn't right. get the percent. So the right. per, the actual percents, the number you are asking for, I guess I should have clarified, uh, is point zero one one percent. So that's the number of people that were killed in the car wreck in 2016. <clears throat> that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. But what percentage of people do you think wear a seatbelt when they get in the car? Like you can a sit there. And, yeah. Like practically everyone, like you can sit yeah. there and say, like, Oh, well only 0.01% of people died in, in car wrecks. Well then, okay. I guess by that logic, I just shouldn't wear a seatbelt. No, no one thinks like that. No. You know, because you don't want to be a dummy. You want to live yeah. and get in a car wreck. The reason that number is so low is because people wear seatbelts. And you know what? <laughs> it was like, what, probably 30, 40 years ago? Or probably longer ago than that. No, yeah, way longer. Sorry. Like, probably almost 100 years ago when people were starting to hit the roads and cars were starting to become more, more common, that people were dying in yeah. car wrecks all the time. Like, oh. Maybe we should invent something like called seatbelts to keep people, you know, from flying out of their cars. What a novel idea. What a novel idea. And it just seems like people nowadays, right now, and maybe this will change, but people right now are so adamant that things will just go back to normal. I don't think they will. In fact, no. I'm convinced they won't. No, and they shouldn't. Yeah. I think that, you know, before the pandemic, we have talked, I say we, I mean like people in general, have talked a lot about how, oh, technology is changing so fast. Like, you know, you can, like you can do things remotely and you can, uh, you know, you can 
program some computer to do other people's jobs, you know, like self-driving cars, things like that. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, when you throw something into the mix, like, uh, you know, like a pandemic where people are forced to stay home, like that's, that's saying, all right, let me, let me take a step back, actually delete everything I just said. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, you know, people are are saying like, oh, we can do this, but like we didn't really do that a whole lot before the pandemic. It was just Mm -hmm. all speculation. And what the pandemic has done is said, all right, let's test all of these ideas out, see if we can actually do it. And some of the stuff, yeah, we actually can. Like there are, like you can work from home. I mean, you know, maybe it's not as efficient as if you were in, uh, you know, in your workspace but there are uh, many jobs that can do it yeah yeah there's plenty of jobs that can work from home uh and you know you can also like do online classes and uh, another big one is church services you know i mm-hmm. uh, my church that i've been going to uh has done a live stream every single week since the first week of march you don't say yeah yeah and you know what's crazy is i don't feel like i've missed out on church <laughs> But Aaron, <laughs> but what Philip? But Aaron, that's how we've always done it. Well, welcome to the twenty-first century. But yeah, so um, you know, all that to say, like, I think that uh, we will see a lot of a lot of changes like that. Like, I think that um, you know, again, the church example, there will probably be a mm-hmm. lot more like just virtual churches as a whole. Like, there will mm-hmm. be. No, like there will be churches that don't have a home base building to do stuff. Not saying all of them are going to be like that, but um, maybe they should know, be though. Maybe they should be. I mean, I think it is good for a church to have a home base um, or like, you know, just a building to do stuff, mm-hmm. you know, for community outreach. Like yeah, uh, the church that you and I go to has done a homeless men's shelter for many mm-hmm. years now. Um, but the virus kind of threw a wrench in all of that. Yeah. But it's nice to have, you know, the space to give mm-hmm. the men a place to stay, like a warm place to stay when the temperatures are low. So I think, you know, it can be useful. But as far as if you're just using the building to meet every Sunday and then nothing beyond that, it's like you don't need that. You don't need it. Yeah. I mean, you know, like new normal has been a phrase that's been thrown around a lot. Yeah. Are you Are you aware of... There are actually so there's actually several answers to this, but are you aware of any of the uh, um, reasons behind the tradition of carrying your wife across the threshold of a home? Say what? Have you heard the? Do you know of this tradition that like when you get married, when you go home, like you carry the man, the husband carries a wife across the threshold of the home, like carries her inside? I actually haven't really okay well that's fine it's kind of an it's it's probably kind of an old dying tradition but like it used to definitely be a thing like if you go ask your parents like they probably will say oh yeah that's legit um there's a lot of different cultural reasons for that one of them okay is because it came out of europe in central europe um the man would carry the wife across the threshold of the home because right there at the base of the front door of the house was probably a stinking pile of poop or maybe a running river of poop. Yeah. People used to just, you know, poop in buckets and things. And then you know what they would do? Toss it out the window. 
Yeah, because why not? And yeah. you're not going to let your wife step in that. You'll step in it for her, so you'll carry her across. People used to throw their poop out the window, Aaron. Yeah, really. I didn't know that. That's crazy. <laughs> People used to throw their poop out the window. And you know yeah. what? Someone came along and said, you know what? I think this is a bad idea. Everyone seems to be dying of cholera. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you know what stopped that tradition of you know throwing your poop out the window? A pand- Well, I don't think it was a pandemic. It was an epidemic. But yeah, cholera. Cholera. Um, yeah. Fun fact, you know the name of the guy who, uh, who basically solved the puzzle of the cholera epidemic mm-hmm. in England? His name, is John, his name is John Snow. Is it really? It really that's, is. Yeah, you can funny. look this up. He was the epidemiologist for Queen Victoria, and he's basically like the father of modern epidemiology. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Really interesting guy. Should, uh, should look him up. Shout Let's out John Snow. But like, you just know that whenever they first invented plumbing, there had to have been some people who probably sat there and said, oh, I don't know about that. Like, this is how we've always done it. Well, you know what? Yeah. Like, sometimes new is okay. <laughs> like yeah. Some, sometimes yeah. something new is probably better. Yeah. You know, and it just, I don't know. I just find it, I find it frustrating right now that it seems like so many people are so adverse to that idea. Yeah. You know, like, like, like you were saying, gathering at church or even just, we can just make it more general gathering in mass. Yeah. Like, is that done? Probably not. Probably doesn't need to be. There's lots no. of reasons to gather in mass numbers, but we need to find a way now to do it better and to do it safely. It was just like after nine 11, we didn't just say, okay, well, I guess airplanes are done. I guess we'll just stop flying. No, yeah. we found a way to do it safer, and then we kept doing it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm obviously too young to remember what flying on a plane before nine eleven was like. I don't yeah, even know if I too. flew on a plane before nine eleven. But, uh, but yeah, no. From what I hear, you know, from the um, more aged, advanced, I guess, advanced and aged people that I know, um, you know, they said like you could basically walk up to the terminal where you're, you know, where the pastor is going to board. Like if, you know, you're, if your mom was flying somewhere, you know, you could walk her up like right before to where she boarded and then yeah. you could, you know, give her a hug goodbye. Nowadays you can take her to the security line and then and hope like, she finds her way later. to the, <laughs> hope she finds her way to the plane. <laughs> but yeah, it's just frustrating. It is, yeah. Just, and you know, again, just back to apathy, just people's apathy. Yeah. Like just it's just like people don't care, you know, or it's I mean, I don't know. I I, th- I think that's it. Like pe- people don't care. Like there's they care more about, you know, like was it you were saying like open up the Fuddruckers? Like or we want to go back yeah. to Fuddruckers. Maybe that was yeah. Cody. Like I don't think, that, yeah, that must have been Cody. That's that's the picture I have in my mind is people People gathering, you know, at state capitals saying, I want to go back to Fuddruckers, open up. Yeah. And they would, and those are the kind of people that would be very, who would have answered yes to the earlier question of, would you be willing to sacrifice 0.06% of the population if it meant yeah. you got to go back to Fuddruckers tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's not, a, that's not a big number at all. Oh, well, it's 200,000 people. So, yeah. And you're probably on that list there, buddy, for going to Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers <laughs> and not wear a mask. Yeah. And, but the thing is like, you know, for specifically food, it's like 
the restaurants didn't close. Like you can still go to the restaurants that you like. Yeah. You know, Tinga Tacos is oh. one of the best taco places I've been to in my entire life. God bless Tinga Tacos. And, you know, when the pandemic hit, I bet they closed for a little while just to mm-hmm. see, you know, okay, what's going on here? But Tinga Tacos isn't closed right now. You can, if I wanted to, I could pull out my phone, call in an order, and then, you know, go pick up some tacos and enjoy my Tinga Tacos. Sure, it wouldn't be in their building, which is a pretty yeah. neat, trendy looking building, but food tastes the same. You can still enjoy your favorite restaurants. You can. Like, Just it, like you can enjoy church. Uh, yes. I don't know. Maybe it, it could just be an in-the-moment thing. Like, it's hard to – like, regard, like if we do change a bunch of things, like, people will, prob- will probably end up just falling in line. You know, mm-hmm. if if the NFL says, hey, you can't come watch the Chiefs game – Unless you submit to a temperature screening and if you and you wear a mask while you're in the game, people are going to complain. But eventually, you know, Joe Exotic's going to say, "Screw it, I want to see the Chiefs." Yeah, and and, and they'll do it, and that'll just become just become normal. People still yeah. complain about, I guess, you know, TSA and airport security and having to do all that, but they still do it. Yeah, I'm just bothered, right? I guess right now because people are just stupid yeah and you know you know what adding on to that you know if they do start adding a regulation like that for a for an nfl game the thing is if somebody complains and say no you know i'm just like i don't want to do the temperature screening or you know i don't want the i don't want to wear a mask there's still a lot of people that would happily wear a mask if i got free tickets to a chiefs like if if you and i were going to go watch the chiefs and the cowboys play yeah yeah and, you know, they they said, okay, you have to get a temper screening and wear a mask. I feel like both of us would say, yes, please, you know, yeah. let's go. The thing is, they're not going to lose the audience because people like us. No. You know? no they, and, they and, and eventually the people will cave, like you were saying, like the Joe Exotic types of the world <laughs> will be like, I won't be happy, but I'll, I'll do it. Just I don't like it. I don't want to take off my shoes, but yeah. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, Philip, I gotta mm-hmm. ask you. Um, yes. With all of the, you know, all the shutdowns and closings, mm-hmm. um, how many constitutional rights are being violated? <laughs> how, like how how many? Can I count? Can I keep the number beneath <laughs> two hands on how many constitutional rights are being violated whenever um, they close they close McDonald's and Fuddruckers? You know, Aaron. Uh. I think I think you'll be okay there. Yeah, I don't think it'll quite take you two hands. <laughs> oh my goodness! I didn't even get to teach on this this year. I mean, I kind of did because you know we were doing pseudo online stuff, but sure, yeah. I didn't even get to teach on constitutional rights, which is always my favorite thing, especially with students. Oh yeah, um, it's easier to wrestle their jimmies, I imagine. It is really easy because the Supreme Court has rulings set in place that. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but basically say there's this magic force field that sits around a school district. And when you walk through that force field, you left a bunch of your constitutional rights behind you. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, and that's not a good example of what's happening. And that's, that actually is a decent example of what's happening right now. You know, a student walks into, into a school 
they still technically have the Fourth Amendment, which is right against protection of search and seizure. Mm-hmm. It's just different now because you are in a school and the 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 rights of other students to be safe and have a good learning environment are more important than your individual right to not be searched, which is why, you know, if, if I go out into the street, you know, a little civic lesson for you. If I go out into the street and I point to you, I point you out to a police officer and I said, that guy has cocaine in his bag. That's not enough for the police officer to just go over and demand to search your bag. Yeah. It's not enough. Um, now if he sees you, you know, like messing with some powdery stuff and it put in your bag and you keep going up to different cars and talking now, yeah, okay, maybe in a school setting though, I, I demonstrate this all the time with the kids. That's all you need. I need one kid to come up to me and say, hey, Jimmy has drugs in his bag and boom, like I have enough yeah. right there to say, let me see your bag. And yeah. you can't, and you, as a student, you wouldn't be able to sit there and say, we violated my fourth amendment right. No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, <laughs> no I didn't. Um, but no, with, with all the closings, no, your, your constitutional rights are, are not being violated because maybe you haven't read the constitution, Karen, but there's nothing <laughs> in there, you know, that says, uh, that you have a right to shop at, at TJ Maxx. Yeah. Like, like it's just, TJ Maxx is online now. Just do it there. <laughs> just do like, it there. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, <laughs> like you just, just no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think so. You know, the, I was doing what you would call a, a Jimmy wrestling. Yeah. It, it, and it works. Yeah. No, it's fine. And, and people are passionate and that's, and that's really cool. But uninformed, passionate people might be the most annoying population <laughs> of, yeah. of people yeah. on planet earth. It blows my mind that people protest a virus like, like a, like it's a political issue. Like it's, yeah. it's not, it's not a political issue. You big dumb idiots. It's, it's a virus that doesn't care about your feelings. Right. And, and I get like the side of it, you know, I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll put it out there, you know, that it's, it is hard for me to empathize a little bit with, you know, if someone who owns a, I don't know, a, a clothing store. Yeah. I don't know. And it gets closed because of coronavirus and suddenly they're losing money. Like I, okay. I do have empathy for that. Like, I'm like, I feel sorry for them. Sure. Yeah. Because, but like, it's hard for me to really be in their shoes. Cause I'm like, well, I'm a teacher and I am still employed and I'm ha- I have all these things, but what, yeah, but yeah, what blows my mind is that people don't go and say, or that they do go and say, open up the, open up the country so that I can, so I can open up my store and be making money. It's like, but you'll spread the disease. I don't care. Yeah. Why aren't, why aren't people going and said asking like de- demanding, find a safe way for me to open. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you have to do both. And I don't understand. Yeah. Why people, why they, why people have to feel like it's one or the other. Yeah. I have to yeah, open like, safely or I have to stay closed. You yeah. don't have to do either of those. Like you can open safely. You can, there's different things. Yeah. You yeah. You can do things. And why and, you don't demand that of your politicians. I don't know. Yeah. And, and you know, I think uh, another solution is the whole stimulus check program. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that, um, you know, if the government is going to mandate something as significant as like a 
nationwide shutdown, mm-hmm. you know, there are, there's obviously there's people out there that are going to struggle like restaurant owners and, you know, convenience store owners. So I think that if the government has said you have to stay closed until we say you can open, they should be responsible for paying their rent, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and frankly, I don't think $1,200 a month is going to cut it. No, it's not. I I think that, you know, the stimulus check program, while it's, you know, it's good that it's happened. I think it, you know, there, there were, there's, there are better ways or you could have given the people more money. That's, that's really what I'm trying to get. (laughs) Like you could have, you could have done more. You you could have done more. Like, I don't know that that's just it. Yeah. I feel the same way about like vaccinations. So if the government is going, so obviously I'm pro vaccines, you know, I think you should get all your vaccines. You don't have to get every single one. Uh, it's actually um, fun fact. I'm trying to think of the, Oh, there's one disease. I think it's, it's not a polio. Is it? No, it's not polio. There's a disease out there. Uh, and I don't remember which one it is, but it's actually only beneficial to get the vaccine if you've been potentially exposed. But Aaron, um, what if my child gets ADHD from the vaccine? They won't. <laughs> they just won't. If they get ADHD, that's genetics. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, so back to <laughs> back to my main point. Uh, if the government's going to mandate, you know, vaccines, they should pay for it. You know, because a hospital visit costs an arm and a leg as it is. And, you know, if I need to take my kid to go get their MMR, which will not give them autism, they'll just inherit autism from, you know, right. some distant relative or something. Well, I think what, what a lot of people don't understand is just the basic function and purpose of government. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the basic, not to get too much in the weeds of a, of a political science in a government class, but on day one, what I would teach you is the reason you have government is because you are willing to sacrifice some rights to have other benefits. Mm-hmm. Like in, okay. In, in, in the most basic terms, let's think of a peasant in medieval times, a peasant is willing to, was willing to sacrifice their right to, um, own property, sacrifice their right to, I guess, make their own decisions of their day-to-day lives, um, so on and so forth. They would sacrifice rights for the benefit of the king or the regional lord would protect them from bandits, would um, protect them from other invading nations, would make sure that their village didn't get burned down, you know, like things like that. That's the basic function of government is to take care of like you sacrifice some things to give to them and people have just kind of are lost on that like you're saying like the government it, it would be it would kind of be ridiculous if the government was like hey we have the vaccine now yeah for this for this pandemic that's killing hundreds of thousands of people please pay us 89.95 for your <laughs> for your, your vaccine for yeah. your vaccine um no but if you don't get the vaccine then you have to you still have to stay inside until you do right like that's you know right that's just a dictatorship at that point that's capitally. capitalism at its finest basically oh love capitalism yeah. right yeah 
there's a you you talking about government just reminded me of a great scene um from monty python's life of brian have you Mm. seen this movie it's been a long time but yeah well there's a scene where um there's so there's a group of people that are like side characters that are like the people's liberation front of judea or something like that and you know they're they're just they're supposed to kind of be the sat. so this movie came out i think in like the 70s sometime and they're supposed to be a satire of like you know the the hippies that you know were always getting you know involved in politics but most Mm. of the time just didn't really make a whole lot of sense because they're hippies and stoned all the time (laughs) but (laughs) they're but uh but they're like um they they're having some discussion they're like what is what have the romans ever done for us well they gave us the aqueducts all right well besides the aqueducts what have they done for us (laughs) oh well they gave us uh their interesting culture uh sanitation public houses All right, so besides sanitation, public houses, culture, what have the Romans done for us? And they just like keep, <laughs> they keep listing things that Romans have done for them, and then they keep going back to, but what have they really done for us? And, you know, but that, that just reminded me of that. I don't really know how it, you know, relates to Well, I, it's just that our people just, I, th- I think it does. Just people just want to complain yeah. and not admit, you know, what, what others have done for them. I don't know. It's just people just get so finicky and so um just so i mean passionate and again like i hate i love and hate my line of work i love it in the fact that like i just love it i like what i do the thing i hate about it is i occupy two fields that everyone's an expert in you know everyone's an expert in education i was a student so i know how to run a school okay or and i live in this country so i know how government works no no you don't no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> but <laughs> it's fine. It'll be okay. Everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. There, there is hope. Mm-hmm. There is hope, Mister Frodo. There is hope. Why don't we? We can. Uh, why don't we shift gears? We've been, okay. It's been. We've been just talking about sad, depressing things. We're going hiking this weekend. Are you we excited? are. I yeah, I'm really excited. I got some new boots. Ooh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know you. We went hiking uh, last week. Just I mean, it wasn't really hiking, so it was at the nature yeah. center, which is like hey. for for those of you that haven't been to the nature center in the bustling metropolis of Springfield, Missouri. It's just <laughs> some some paved paths, you know, in some woods by some. There's houses. some rocks. There's, There's some a couple rocks. of rocks. If you want to walk on some dirt you can take a step off the path for a second and walk on some dirt but shouldn't do that because you hurt the habitat because yep yep because they have signs saying this is habitat restoration so you actually shouldn't do that forget what i just said stay on the path did you know sidebar i just stay on the path do you know what i really want as a tattoo what's that i want and it would be this is an awesome idea because it would have like quadruple meaning and I can change it for whoever I want to talk to or whoever I'm talking to about. But I want on, I kind of want two tattoos. And I know our listeners can't see the video, but I'm showing Aaron anyway. Like right above, basically right above the elbow on the forearm, like on both arms. And on one, it would have the, I think I've shown you before, the design that my brother-in-law did. That it mm-hmm. looks like, it looks like mountains within a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. Cool. The other one is, I don't know if I would want to do it just in just like fun English or even Hebrew, 
but just uh just the phrase the word probably in hebrew is what i want to go for but the phrase the path mm-hmm. which comes from obviously a bunch of different places in scripture of you know oh lead, sure lead me paths of righteousness yeah my feet on the path or her or i could say you know teddy roosevelt says stay on the path because otherwise you hurt the habitat and you hurt the squirrels and so don't want to do that but that's what i really teddy want roosevelt what a guy teddy roosevelt is a dude yeah a dude. Certainly yeah was. that's that's my tattoo idea that's pretty cool yeah yeah i'm pretty pumped i'm yeah. just recently I, I, what I would get recently but... i were supposed to get tattoos before he left and then he just left Ah, so it's not my what a fault. Guy. I'm not a chicken. I just, yeah. I mean, he's probably going to say it was your fault, but it probably is. Yeah, it is my fault. <laughs> Are you having any PTSD though? Like, we're going back to Big Piney. Yeah, I think so, we've talked. I think we've talked about on this on this pod before where things did not go well the last time we went to Big Piney. Yes. So just uh, to recap for everybody, last time we went to Big Piney, we got lost uh, for well, it was probably about an hour. Yeah. over an hour yeah we'll just we'll just say for you know for storytelling sake it was an hour we'll say an hour. uh yeah and you know we we found like we're looking at the map and looking at the trail and everything and we found this river and we're like okay we know this little stream is like this river on the map so if we follow it this way long enough we'll get back to the path and so we did that and we did we we made it back to the trail um and then we I can't remember if like we looped back around or if we just turned around at some point, you know, after we stayed a day or two out there and then came back. And we came back to the exact spot we got lost at and we realized that if we had just taken this other path that we thought was just a service road, uh, we would have made it to where we were supposed to be in like, you know, ten minutes. But we got lost. It was really hot. Um and we didn't have water at our campsite. So but I think that, you know, going back into it with the experience, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say I have PTSD, you know, because as, as uh, Bruce Wayne's father said, Bruce, why do we fall? So we can learn to pick, pick ourselves, ourselves back, back up. up. That's what I want. Nailed it. I nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say, I, I, since you asked me that, that uh, made me realize that I haven't been on the podcast since – uh, the story that Reese told. Oh, that's true. So, I uh, I know Reese took a few digs yeah. at me. And, your, you know, res- your response. My response. I mean, you know, it was it was pretty. Uh, I mean, it was pretty accurate. He, uh, you know, when he told the he told the part about how when we were packing up our tents in the morning, I was so uh-huh. cold that I just stood there. It wasn't <laughs> because I was being lazy. I just want to clarify that. <laughs> I want to clarify that I actually thought I had gotten frostbite on my hands and I could only like, you know, do so much. And then I'd have to grab the hand warmers to warm up my fingers. So, you know, uh-huh. I could like yeah. use them. So, uh, but the whole, like, you know, my boots got immediately wet. Yeah. It's pretty spot on. Cause I haven't gotten new boots since like 2012. Yeah. But, but I got, like I said, I got new boots and I'm excited to try them out. So, and <laughs> how do you feel about big piney Philip? i i'm excited i mean even if it goes bad again now we'll have noah so we'll just blame it on noah that's true we'll, we'll he's coming like, oh, it was noah's fault is this the first time noah's coming with us um yeah i think so all right well yeah i mean hopefully. you've been hiking with noah before i never have yeah so. yeah well it'll so be fun I'm then excited. yeah 
Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not nervous or I have, I have a little bit of PTSD, but I'm also, I'm excited. <laughs> it, it was, I remember it outside of just being more, more frustrated than concerned while we were mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Cause we weren't far from the trailhead. Like I remember we had the discussion of like, if we want to, we can like, we're at a nice spot by a river, you know, good view. Like we yeah. could just camp here and then say, Hey, we had, you know, a fun time at big piney. Yeah. But like, so that, that wasn't really a concern for us, I think. No, not at all. But it, yeah, it was fun, though. frustrating. Yeah. But I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. All right. We, uh, we started off with some, some words of Tolkien. We sure did. Didn't we? Um, and you know, Tolkien, hang on, I'm pulling this up here. You want to get it right this time? Yeah. (laughs) Tolkien might be probably not might. I think Tolkien (laughs) might be, I just said it again. (laughs) (laughs) You, You have to, I mean, when you talk about command of the English language, I think you always first and foremost have to mention Shakespeare. Yeah. Cause but man, was... yeah, but man, Tolkien was right there. He, yeah. He as, did I, it. as I was telling people, I've told people before, you know, books like Harry Potter are really good, um, mm-hmm. but they're pretty light. You know, I've, I've, I've very, I've, and I've read through the whole series a few times and I can think of, I've had like new perspectives from reading it, but there's never any like, details mm-hmm. that I say, Oh, I'd never thought of that before. I've never read it that way before. But yeah. every time I read a Tolkien, it's something, it's something new every time. Cause yeah. I, I think as we've spoken of before, you know, he just talks about this tree for two pages and then he moves on. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. sometimes it just means a different thing. So I'm just, I'm just gushing on Tolkien a bit, but yeah, yeah, he's great. Actually, on that note, I did uh, finish the Fellowship of the Ring this mm. weekend. The book version, of course. So good. And I started the Two Towers. So good. Luck. Great, great books. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna read a little bit of Tolkien <clears throat> because uh, you know I'm just gonna read the whole speech. Do it because I think it's important to understand uh, context. So right now in in our world, we're you know turning away from Tolkien for just a second, we all know that there's a lot of bad stuff going on. You know, uh, it seems like a new protest is going on every day and, uh, you know, lots of heartbreaking news. Um, and then everyone's frustrated because of the pandemic and we can't really do as much as we would like. Um, so now the speech that I'm about to read, uh, Frodo and Sam are, you know, they've just been captured by the Gondor troops. And then the Gondor troops were, uh, were ambushed by orcs and the Nazgul who are trying to get the ring from Frodo. And some if the orcs and Nazgul quality get, troops, yes, they're good troops. Quality, they sh- they truly show their quality. Um, but if the orcs and Nazgul get the ring, then you know Sauron wins, and there's all sorts of bad stuff. So mm-hmm. it's looking grim in in a, in a couple of words. And uh, Frodo is like possessed by the ring he's about to give it to one of the nazgul and then sam stops him and then says this speech it's like the great stories mr frodo the ones that really mattered full of darkness and danger they were and sometimes you didn't want to know the end because how could the end be happy 
how could the world go back to the way it was after so much bad had happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing, this shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new day will come, and when the sun shines, it will shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you, that meant something, even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Frodo, I do understand. I know now. Folk in those stories had plenty of chances of turning back, only they didn't, because they were holding on to something. Then Frodo asks, what are we holding on to, Sam? And Sam replies, but there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. Mm. Mm. Love it. Chills, bro. <laughs> we haven't even done this yet, and I don't know why, but sometime soon we'll make a future announcement now. We'll do a... We need to do just a a full review on a like I, I don't know if we want to do the books or the movies, but just uh And probably the movies. Do, I've only read the first book once. <laughs> I haven't even read the other ones. <laughs> we need to do some just some full full Tolkien talk. I agree. I agree. Well to give people a warning because I know uh I know some people will make fun of me. <laughs> Who cares? They're Who the cares? losers. Yeah. Make fun of yeah. Tolkien people, you're the loser. For real. I believe that is the uh that's, That's the, music. the outro music, uh, music I hear in my ear. So, all right, uh, it's been good, everyone. There's still hope. There's Don't worry. Still hope. We got this. There's some Stay. hope in this world, Mr. Frodo. Stay right. fighting, guys. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Fight. Wash yep. your hands. Fight. Fight.